Welcome to MTZ Overflow Podcast. You've just finished listening to the sermon. Now let's get into the overflow. We're glad you're here. Dane County CrossFit. I think so. Traps. I think your traps are up top. Traps right here. These are bells. Yup. Shucks. I was trying to climb a rope today. Oh, did you do it with your feet? I guess I did too much arms. Mm. I'm not as strong as you. Mm-hmm. Said I'm not as strong as you. I told my trainer, I was like, look, <laughs> I've been trying to do push-ups <laughs> and blanks. My legs are heavy. It went from, like, modified push-ups mm-hmm. to, like, regular push-ups. I was like, Ooh. nope. You feeling your legs for push-ups? I was like, yeah. Oh, I feel the, the weight difference. Mm. Oh, yeah. Because you're on your knees. And then you go to. Yeah. That's, um, yeah, that's. Tell them all the time, yo, don't talk to me about push up. I'm pushing more weight than all y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so don't say nothing to me. Yeah. Well, how are you noticing any? How long has it been? Uh, 10 days. Yeah. Yeah. Just a week and a half. Okay. You've, so, been are, going you, back. are you feeling anything different? Yeah, I feel stronger. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> I, feel, <laughs> I don't know, just and then just feel motivated. Mm-hmm. Because um just that one hour of the day, I don't have to worry about nothing but completing this exercise. Boom. It's mentally rejuvenating, but it's painful and then the class at five thirty, so my body is still adjusting mm. to getting up there early. Today I ain't take a nap. Normally I go, but I have to take them kids to school. Amen. Amen to that. It's been a great week. <laughs> 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 but so normally I do. So I'm out the house <clears throat> by five fifteen. At the gym by five thirty. Done with that by six thirty. Back home by six forty five. Do the prayer call. Mm-hmm. And then normally I take the kids to school this morning and started writing. Mm. I got multiple sermons this weekend. Mm. Mm. So I was trying to do finish some writing and reading. And then uh, I had rushed to the church because I, I forgot I was supposed to be here at 10 o'clock. Mm. And then somebody was like, <clears throat> somebody was like, I can't come. I, I can come at 3. Then they was like, no, I could come now. Then they said, no, it'll be three. Wow. And I said, okay. Dang, I'm sorry that that person went back and forth with you. Y'all, he talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> but so it was a eventful day. We, you know, got As the Army would say, we do more before 9 o'clock than most human yeah. beings do all day. And let me just say. I gave you an opportunity to take a nap. When? When I wasn't here at 10 o'clock. I had another meeting at 11. So you can't take like a 20, 30-minute no, no. meeting uh, I'm, I'm locked nap? In. I'm locked in now. So 
Once I'm locked in, I can't. Mm, I see. You're strong. Strong. I'm a, I mean, I'm trying. You know, I, I lifted 20 pounds the other day. You know what I'm saying? You lift 20 pounds? Yep. Dang. So you do wide arm push-ups? No. <laughs> That'll help you. All the way out here? Mm-hmm. You don't have I, to go down as far. You, you're, you're tall. You're long. Yes. And so uh, people with shorter arms, they can do arms closer oh yeah to go down that far i'm probably like right outside you my shoulder might want to go a little wider okay and so when you go down well you, you just right there because the push-up you got to be oh and the army we have you got to be level with the ground so when you go down you need to be level with the ground without touching the ground oh and so if you're taller you put your arms out wider so you can go level without no. going down too far but it's going to get a lot of upper, yeah and your buys and your try so okay so like first lady her push-ups be very close because mm-hmm. she don't have to go down that far because mm-hmm. she so her arms are shorter yeah. yeah yeah so i made to try that's, that that's good that's helpful don't never say i never taught you anything i've never <laughs> said that <laughs> never <laughs> yeah oh gosh but yes it's it, it truly is well, I will say that. Well, first of all, welcome everybody. Hey. Before we dive into this, hi, uh, hey. I'm. <laughs> welcome to MTZ Overflow Podcast. I am your host Cassandra Thorpe, and I am here with my. I guess you're the co-host at this point. Like, <laughs> I'm not interviewing you. You're the only one on here, mainly. <laughs> I'm your guest <laughs> every week. Every week, I'm the guest. <laughs> <laughs> So my guest, my reoccurring guest, <laughs> <There you go. laughs> Reverend Dr. Marcus Allen. What up? But yeah, this, uh, I, I know that's the sermon series and we're supposed to be thinking about it and blah, 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 blah. But this like sacrifice thing is like, it's showing up a lot. That's the sermon series for the month. I know. And it's like, sh- it's like in my face. <laughs> <laughs> that means God, God is so wonderful that he can allow me to speak to it. You're probably just seeing it more because you've probably. heard it and you get to read the sermon and stuff. So yeah, you're probably just seeing it more. But but it's that that's what's up. It is in my face. It is talking to me. Mm-hmm. Like literally, I had a conversation with my uh, trainer this week. He didn't say sacrifice. He didn't use that word, but he described it. Okay. (laughs) Oh, gosh. But, yeah, so we are here. The sermon series is Life After the Sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And as we are leading up to Easter, I peeped it. You know it. We're talking about, you know, the foundation of our Christian faith uh, and the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross. And this week... We're in Isaiah 53, 5. And so Isaiah is a prophet. Yes. He did a lot of prophesying mm-hmm. uh, about Jesus coming, right. his death and resurrection, and his second coming. Mm-hmm. Did I? Yes. Yeah. So Isaiah, they would say it is the Bible within the Bible. Mm, okay. 66 books. First half, first half talks about the coming of Christ. Okay. Second half is talking about Christ being here and his coming again. Mm. So it's crazy yeah. how it's set up. 39 
same as the Old Testament, 39 books, 27. Hmm. And new. So that's what that's what some scholars would say. Those who had more time than me to read and research would suggest that it's the Bible within the Bible. Okay. Okay. So 53, we're on that back half, right? Mm-hmm. So the sec- er, Christ is here. So what's going, what is going on in 53 of Isaiah? Yeah, he's just um, talking to the people, letting them know of the coming of the Christ. And, and in this chapter, he's letting them know how the Christ will be treated when he comes. Mm-hmm. And it's not a pretty sight. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's definitely not a pretty sight. As I think we talked about last week, um, about the manger being this wonderful scene. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes people wear crosses around their neck, their mm-hmm. earrings, or on their Bibles. And they're often clean, glorious, wonderful sights to see. But the cross that Jesus carried was bloody. Mm. Man. And, and it was not a, it was a gruesome scene more so than one we see often of how clean and pristine um, crosses are. And during that day, people didn't look at the cross as an emblem of celebration of triumph, which Mm. we see now. It was a place of guilt and shame. Mm. And so that's what Isaiah is telling the people. This is the Christ coming. This is how you all will treat him. But in spite of all that, this is how he would bless you. Yeah. And yeah, we'll, um, be sure to make sure that you listen to the sermon, listen to it again as a uh, pastor describes what's going on at the cross. Um, but then we talk, you, you get into your, um, into the sermon. That's the best thing I can come on. So we talk about the benefits of the sacrifice. Uh, last week we talked about the sacrifice itself and, mm-hmm kind of what what that all entails and and we don't typically think of the benefit of it we think of the actual component of it and uh you talk about like the cost in right and mm-hmm. i think uh we discussed as well like uh people want to build buildings but they're not factoring in the cost of how to what you need to do in order to build that building right i'm recalling i'm recalling i be listening to you see me <laughs> Uh, but we live, uh, you make the, you made this note that we live in a fantasy world where, uh, we believe that you can have whatever you like. You can buy with it. You know, T.I. said I could. Mm-hmm. T.I. said I could have whatever I like. Okay. So you saying T.I. is wrong. I think T.I. was, he referring to him being the one providing for another person, whatever they liked. Yes. And so if T.I. is not supplying that for you 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 may not be able to articulate as ti does with his exuberant <laughs> words <laughs> if that's a word <laughs> <laughs> yeah but but we we live this complete fantasy complete fantasy where world that we live in um that we think we can get things without without having to pay for it mm-hmm um, so we see these um, people want health fast. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't want to follow that process. Um, we see what others have 
uh, or I love watching those transformation videos of people being big and then all of a sudden they're fit, mm-hmm. slim, or they're muscular, right? And but they don't really show the journey, so they have this one one minute clip. Ding, ding, ding. Look at me, I was a big boy, big girl. Then bam, look at me now, you know. And, but they don't show what's in the middle. Mm. Um, and they say, well, if you drink this mm-hmm. apple cider elixir, that's what I always <laughs> feels like. <laughs> if you drink this, you lose weight without having to work out. False. Mm-hmm. Um, or we see these get rich um, schemes uh, where so many people put money into things that they think they can get mm-hmm. instant uh, riches. And so um, another thing people enjoy is money. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know, we often get those calls from different places or we get these messages in the, in the email from the prince in Africa saying if you send me a hundred and fifty dollars i'll send you three hundred thousand dollars and people doing it mm-hmm. consistently so they keep doing it so that means someone is still biting on it yeah um and so people want we want things instantly we want things without having to work for it uh, and the quote i i put in the sermon that i i forget where i read it at but it says Success is expensive mm-hmm. and sacrifice is the currency. Mm-hmm. When I saw that, I was like, oh, my word, you know, because I want to be successful, uh, but I got to pay for it with, with the sacrifices that I give up. Yeah. Yeah. That quote reminded me of a, of a fitness quote where it's like um, to have the lifestyle that you live, rent is due every day. Mm. So you got to. It's not just gonna come. Right. You gotta pay for this every day. Every day. Um, but yeah, it's uh, success is expensive. Um, and the the word sacrifice, I think to it's a uh, you want to put in a little to get a lot, mm-hmm. right? You think uh, even if people wanted to compare biblically, you can have the faith the size of a mustard seed and move mountains. So you have this little bit, but you're able to do big things. Uh, but that's not what this is indicating. Not at all. Uh, I really liked your analogy about the um, checkerboard. Mm-hmm. That was cool. I liked it. That was really good. Did you come up with that? <laughs> uh, where did I find that at? Yeah, I came up with Yeah, it. you did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I you think- play checkers? Um, yes, I do. You any good? Duh. Oh, snap. We need to get a board one of these days then. Yeah. It's a, the life lessons that come from games as children, it fascinates mm-hmm. me. Right. Because we're not thinking like, mostly everybody that has heard the sermon has played checkers mm-hmm. in some form, maybe even like Chinese checkers or even, I mean, chess, even in its own right. complex strategy. Uh, the fact of you have to lose some chips to gain that status and the i would say maybe more modern culture is like all right i may lose the the hater friends Mm -hmm. 
but we're not thinking about you know the childhood friends that maybe had just been lagging along you may have to lose them too right ride or die ride or dies you may have to ride without them Mm -hmm. you may you know we may think of uh you know a job that we've had for however long and you gotta let it go you do uh and that's a sacrifice right that's not a guaranteed income um but what you can gain is really big actually uh, my friend told me the other day uh talking about being ready to receive and removing things and one of the things that she said was like you may have to remove that job mm. that may be weighing you down so that you can receive something else but you can't remove it until you get another one though that's what my okay. mom said too. Yeah, that's what I say too. <laughs> I'm trying to see which of my friends can just support me. <laughs> no. <laughs> you, you have good friends like that. I don't mm-hmm. have any. I have good friends that said no. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, you can stay, but you gotta figure something out. Right. You're not just gonna which I do appreciate. They're not just gonna let me be there and just mope around. They're like, You're gonna do something. Mm-hmm. You're gonna be active in something. So. Yeah. Yeah, so the game of checkers is is one that has caused a lot of, you know, contention and you know, like yo, I'm the best and stuff. It when we were kids, you no, know, we we didn't have gym memberships, so we had to go to like neighborhood house, uh, boys and girls club, mm-hmm. um, like different type of neighborhood associations. Um, they don't have kids, at least my kids live in the we live in the hood so you mean a neighborhood yeah in the hood the hood hood and oh so this is you as you as a kid i thought you meant my kids don't get oh wait a minute like that <laughs> and so we just played checkers a lot and then I, I used to love it but then like when i was thinking about this sermon um the goal in checkers you no, know, we want to be king Mm-hmm. Because that king can double jump, mm-hmm. it can slide all the way across the board. It can go backwards. It can go forward. Only thing it just can't go left and right. But you can set it up where you can maneuver left or right and counter whatever your opponent's trying to do. Um, but but sometimes you gotta sacrifice your chips. Mm-hmm. You'll never make it all the way to the end of the board without giving up some chips. Yep. Because if you don't, then you won't, the, your opponent won't have a chip to crown you. Come on. Come on. That just came to me, CT. That, ooh. Right? So. It comes back to you, press down, shake, shake together, <laughs> and runneth over. <laughs> That's sacrifice. That's sacrifice. The sacrifice. Yeah. yeah I, I might use that again. Because, Feel free. Because if. Yo, if your opponent don't have another chip to crown you, I ain't never seen it before. I ain't never seen it happen before that you was that good. You got there without having one of your one of your um, yeah chips being yeah sacrificed. That's so. part of uh, you. You allude to it um, a little bit later, but it's like you can't you can't receive any more blessings or anything from God if your hands are full with the stuff you're holding on to. Mm-hmm. He needs you to let some things go so then he can give those things back to you. Right. Um, and I think that's that's a big piece with the sacrifice. We don't want to let go right. uh, for fear of losing it. Mm-hmm. We're more afraid of losing it than excited for what we can gain from losing it. Right, so... 
with with any change beginning starts with endings mm. can't have a new beginning if you don't end something yeah so and that's oftentimes we 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 want new bodies but we don't want to eat end our poor eating habits mm-hmm. uh, we want more money but we don't want to end our poor spending habits mm-hmm. um, because if we learn how to sacrifice we can figure out we do have enough money to make it from month to month and not be going from paycheck to paycheck yes but since we blow things on birthdays Mm-hmm. We go crazy on our birthdays. Yep. But if you don't get it, I don't see how you still can do do that mm-hmm. when you should be trying to do whatever you need to pay your bills. Right. So that you can stay on the up and up and not on the down where you got to depend on someone else to take care of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because mm. uh, exactly that gets into the question of like, what are the benefits? So, yeah, you can splurge on your birthday, but the negative is now you gotta recover and you gotta you're stuck now going uh back to trying to save and, mm-hmm. and build after you've blown whatever was beyond your budget for your birthday right um but there are you talk about some benefits okay um and when you sacrifice when your sacrifice is part of god's plan god's, god's plan, plan. Uh, which everything always ends up being part of God's plan. (laughs) (laughs) But we don't often follow it. No. And so uh, when I looked at this, it really took me back to Genesis chapter three. God creates um, man and puts him in a garden. He works. God sees him working alone. And God says it's not good for man to be alone. Then he takes man, puts him to sleep, takes a rib, and makes uh, another being. When Adam sees this being, a he woman. says, whoa. <laughs> man. Man. <laughs> he says, whoa. <laughs> I knew you was going to say something with your little feminist self. Uh, <laughs> he says, whoa, and then added the man's part to it. He sees a woman and um, he's excited. He's thankful. And and then woman is found mm-hmm. alone mm-hmm. when God says it's not good for us to be alone. Ooh. And while she's alone, the serpent deceives her to eat from the tree. So she eats from the tree because of curiosity to see what would happen. Because the serpent said nothing will happen. She eats it from curiosity. And then she takes the fruit, gives it to her husband, and he eats without ever examining the fruit to see Mm. was it a fruit that was a part of the tree God tells us not to eat from. So she eats because of curiosity. He eats because of carelessness. Mm. He was just careless. And after this, God begins to hand out punishment, telling them um, the serpent. You'll be on your belly for the rest of your life. The man, you'll work until the field with the sweat of your brow. To the woman, you'll suffer birth pains. But then God, with every plan, God also comes up with a promise, even in the midst of providing punishment. Mm. Wish my parents did that. (laughs) 
He has a plan. <laughs> and he has a promise to that plan. Mm-hmm. Even when he's implementing punishment. You see the piece? I see him. And so he says um, to the serpent, he says the seed of the woman, mm-hmm. which is Jesus. Because Jesus is the only human being that is born without the seed of the man. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's he's the only one um, that 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 is born um, because that's the normal reproduction process. The seed of the man enters the woman. You know, mm-hmm. you went to health education and stuff, and so now, <laughs> and so now, uh, he says the seed of the woman, which is Jesus, because. The woman uh, produces a child. Mary is a virgin without a man. Birth Jesus said, the seed of the woman will crush your head and you will bruise his heel. Mm-hmm. The Bible says, and he was wounded for mm-hmm. our transgressions. And what else? Bruised. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Mm. And so I looked at that wording and it was like, yo, that was a part of God's plan. And whenever you are um, committing to the sacrifice, that's a part of God's plan. It's always a benefit. Mm. It always comes with some promises. And so the promise was, um, that Jesus, you make the sa- your sacrifice is a part of God's plan. Yeah. The serpent is going to bruise your heel, but you'll crush his head. Mm. So he bruised his heel on Calvary when he was nailed to the cross, when he was uh, pierced in the side, okay. um, when the crown of his was on, crown of thrones was on his head, when um, Peter denied him, and when Judas betrayed him. Yeah, that all bruised his heel. Mm. But early on resurrection morning, come on, he crushed the head of the serpent because God resurrected him from the grave. So Jesus proves this with God's plan. There's always a resurrection, mm. even in the midst of your sacrifice. Ooh, well, that's good to know. That yeah. keeps it, you know, because the sacrifices always seem, you know, I gotta give. There's no, there's no end, but there's an end mm-hmm. because that's part of God's promise. And as you were explaining, and even uh, just through my, like my own research, and I. Thinking about like what Jesus went through on the cross, like if you were to take each instance, right? So splinters in his back, shoulders made raw by carrying this cross, pierced in his side, thorns on his head. Like you could almost put something that humanity has done as one of those pieces that have... um, injured or bruised jesus and the Mm -hmm. things that we have done to him Mm -hmm. i even think uh, this week the shooting that happened in nashville crazy like that is i mean against the commandment love love one another we are not that is not loving in any way and like that's bruising jesus Mm -hmm. that was like to for him to die such a gruesome death looking at each of those instances is that's where that's where it took me when I was reviewing it. I was like, wow. Yeah, yeah we continue to crucify. Mhm. That's why we need grace. Yep. Yeah. We need lots of it. Oh, yes. Uh 
Okay, so that's not that. Uh, okay, so then, so we have this. So it's got to be part of God's plan. There's a promise that's in there. And then the, your next point is that it's accompanied by God's peace. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems like God gets the peace, but we don't have peace. I'm all mad. I guess I'm asking for clarification. Yeah. So we, um, we, we experience this peace, you know, exists. The chastisement of our peace. Have you ever been chastised for peace? <laughs> no. <laughs> the chastisement of our peace was upon him. Mm-hmm. You have been chastised for peace. Because the chastisement you endured in that moment brought you peace later. Because if you didn't receive the chastisement for the wrong that you had done, you would have continued to do it. And if you continue to do the wrong, it probably would have led you into worse places or in places you would not want to be in. But because you received that chastisement, Mm. now you have a form of peace from that where other people are going, are being tormented um, because they didn't receive that chastisement. Chastisement now prevents chains later. Hmm. Yes. So you have been chastised for some peace, maybe not in that moment. That that's the part. And all, <laughs> I was in turmoil in, yeah, in so, that moment. So we don't we don't look at that moment. That's our issue. Sometimes we just don't look at the moment, which at least we only look at the moment and not what the moment produces. Mm-hmm. Because you may have done something wrong, or you may have done something out of order. You may have done something against the will of your parents. And the only reason why they chastise you because they know if they don't get you in that moment, you're going to continue to do something that's going to cause more harm later on. Yeah. So you are being chastised for peace. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't want to hear that, but. I know. Every time I talk to you, you always tell me stuff I don't want to hear. <sighs> But it's just like, you know, we just look at it, you know, we we have this peace. And so we're really looking at Jesus. Jesus is the one. So Jesus is the one that's a part of that follow God's plan. Jesus is the one that um, experienced um, even himself. He experienced this peace, right? The chastisement of our peace was upon him. Um, because of his sacrifice, we are the ones who experience God's peace mm-hmm. because of his willingness to be chastised, to be um to receive punishment to reminder as a reminder not to do it again jesus never did that Mm. right he never did anything wrong that he needed to receive chastisement but he needed to be he was chastised because we can never do anything right consistently can't do right right we just no matter how we try we can try and Mm -hmm. we should be trying um righteousness shouldn't be something we avoid or go away from but righteousness is going to be something we lean into mm-hmm. and try our best to stick with it and try our best to do, even though it may be difficult. But that's why God gives us the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. so that we can be able to have that peace. We know what's right. We know what's wrong. But if we never really commit ourselves to doing the right thing, um, we'll face those consequences. And oftentimes we don't want to face that. Right. Yeah. We no. Want, we want to stay in God's will. Yeah. You sound like a little baby. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's 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 what it is. So if you 
if you in if we see Jesus, you no, know, um, the peace he's able to give us peace because of his chastisement. We're able to because of his sacrifice, mm-hmm. we're able to experience this peace that God's give. And then Paul said, the peace of God surpasses all understanding, and that's tremendous to think about because um god's peace goes beyond what we can ever comprehend mm-hmm. and and peace with god is not the absence of trouble mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's the being able to trust god while you're in trouble yeah because trouble is gonna come life is gonna happen god has not exempt us from the troubles of this world i wish we was in a bubble yeah. Once we accept Jesus Christ and no accidents, no car crashes, no gun violence, no, um, no trouble. Life is still going to happen. The Bible says, you know, it rains on the just and the unjust. The only difference is I have the Savior with me so I can stand in this peace. Peace like Daniel in the lion's den where he's thrown in the lion's den, mm-hmm. but he's able to sleep. Um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego or they're able to be comfortable mm-hmm. when they're thrown into a fiery furnace or Paul and Silas when they command the demon possess the demon to come out of the little girl and they thrown in prison or even Peter when he's captured and um, and he's um, James has been beheaded and now they planning to kill him too but the bible says and the church was in prayer but peter was asleep mm-hmm. and that's the peace that, that trouble is surrounding me trouble is all around me but because i know who i am and whose i am i can experience this peace and it's not saying that i've been exempt from the troubles of this world but it is saying when trouble come i don't approach it the same way as those who do not have jesus christ in their lives mm. yeah yeah, that's true. That's good. Uh, question. So, the Bible's about teachings and things, and if we're talking about like temptation and like, are I can't recall too many examples of people being tempted by the same thing again. I asked this because maybe there were conversations while you were in seminary, or maybe there are some scholars that if. Adam and Eve were approached with the fruit again. Do you think they would bite it? I don't know. Mm. What you think? Oh, uh, I don't think so. If they understood the the magnitude of their wrong, probably not. But they're human. They're human because they and could be like, "I don't want to do this. I'm not doing that." Because look what happened. I can't speak for you, but I've done some wrong. That I say I'll never go back to mm-hmm. and return to it. Mm. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Yeah. And so um, that's the ignorance of us as human beings. And that's the pride in which we operate in. Mm. That that we pray God get us out of this and get us out of this. Get us out. Get us out. And God gets us out. And we say we'll never return. And we return back to it. Mm. Right? And so that that's the that's the prideful ignorance. Um, that's the um totally neglecting who God is 
and only wanting to please our fleshly desires mm-hmm. when we get in those states that, you know, I made it through the temptation, I failed for the temptation, said I never returned to it, but then I returned to it. Mm-hmm. And now it's worse than what it was the first time because I got a pass the first time or a slap yeah. on the wrist. Mm-hmm. But then because now I can't be trusted because I went back twice when I should have learned the first time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Can't I speak be for human. nobody else. Only can speak for me. Yeah, speak for yourself. I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the for your third point, um, which I will say, going back to the sermon, even kind of this whole sermon, but particularly the back half of the second point and then this point, church was silent because mm-hmm. it was, and I like it. Uh, in the sense of you are challenging us to really think about what we are reading and what is happening. And you break down by his stripes, we are healed. Um, can can you can you go through that again? Because I know <laughs> nobody wants to endure pain for somebody else. Right. And as we think about Jesus making the ultimate sacrifice, like he died for our sins, but like, let's really think about what that is. So can you talk more about like breaking down just like by his stripes, we are healed like that, that portion again. Yes. His sacrifice was not for him. He didn't need any healing. No, he didn't. We are the ones who needed healing. But because of the stripes in which he endured for the sake of humanity, our healing comes from that. And like you said, nobody want to hear hear that, that what I'm going through is for the sake of somebody else. Right. Yo, God, they can learn on their own. Yeah. Te- teach them, like directly right. teach them. Right. But, but God knows how strong we are. Sometimes what we go through, some people can't. And so in order to help them, God sends us through it so that we can come out on the other side and be able to strengthen someone else. What? Mm-hmm. I don't like that. No. They grown. You watch uh uh Why Did I Get Married? And yeah. Sheila, she can't get on the on the plane because mm-hmm. she can't get a seatbelt. They gotta buy an extra seat. Uh-huh. And then and then uh she get off the plane, she's driving. She's about to drive back, and uh, Mark, not Marcus, uh, I forget her husband's name. She was like, you ain't going with her? She's like, no, nah, she grown. That's that's my thing. You grown. Uh-huh. <laughs> but but you have to, um, sometimes you just have to go through that, and, and your pain is not just for you. And that's something, that's a hard pill to swallow. Because you can just look at some people, you know, even, you know, have to endure death and grief. Um, have to endure mm-hmm. um, growing up without a dad or going through multiple miscarries and then finally being able to have a baby. Some of that. Um, mm. Now you are you are actually a living testimony. Mm. Right? You're a living testimony because of what you've been through. Now you can tell someone else you can make it mm-hmm. or don't go down this road. 
I don't go through this. I don't do that. And um, I guess that's how God works. But yeah. I, don't, I don't agree with it all the time. Because no. like we just see here, it says, by his stripes we are healed. And, and, and sometimes in life, like I was just thinking about hit our ancestors, though, they went through hell. They went through um, slavery. And they prayed for freedom, endured the pain of slavery, and never experienced freedom. Mm. They went through that for us. Mm. Uh, some, some um, during um, the Jim Crow period and the lynching tree time, they prayed for justice and demanded justice, but uh, found that hang themselves hanging from trees or being executed in their in their yards or crosses burned in their yards and they never experienced justice and we get to experience some of it not all of it yeah you feel what i'm saying we we mm -hmm. we see that, that people our kids you don't know because you don't have any children but or nephews and nieces they'll never know the sacrifices we gave mm -hmm. for them not to live how we grew up. Mm -hmm. and that's why a lot of our kids are spoiled right now. Mm. Because we <laughs> we want to give them better than what we had. Mm. And um, I tell my kids all the time, we'll just drop y'all off in the hood. Then come back and get you. And figure it out. They mm. like, oh my God, Dad, where are we? <laughs> One of your children won't make it. No. Nah, <laughs> But that was the intentionality of the sacrifices that I was willing to make so they won't have to endure mm -hmm. um, life without me. I grew up without a dad, and I don't never want them to go through that. Yeah. And so I've been so intentional to do things the right way. Uh, so many sacrifices I've given up just to make sure that I'm always present as much as possible. Yeah. Well, you chose that, though. Like, you chose to make sure that your kids didn't grow up without a father, a present father, active mm -hmm. father. Like, that's a choice. But some of these things are not choices. Like, I didn't choose for my dad to die. Right. But I still have to endure that. That's not a, it's not a sacrifice that I, right. that was put upon me. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to say that Um, that's, like, yeah, like I wouldn't choose it. I wouldn't choose it. Wouldn't wanna, wouldn't wanna put it on anybody. Yeah, it's part of my testimony, but it's not due to the fact that I was trying to do something else, mm -hmm. um, and I was trying to or or get a closer relationship with God or um, change a li do a lifestyle change or a work change, whatever. Like the that's something that happened to me, and I think that's a different. Those are two different sacrifices right. in, in in my mind. Like well, like, yeah, so for you, that's that's not a sacrifice because oftentimes sacrifice is by choice. Yeah. Now that was force, mm -hmm. right? You had no control of that. That was God's sovereignty making that happen. So you have to make a choice. Oftentimes it's left to us to make a choice to what we will sacrifice Jesus made a choice. He could have stayed in heaven, mm -hmm. but he decided to come down. You feel what I mean? Mm -hmm. That was his choice to be 
wounded and bruised and chastised and to be beaten that by his stripes we are healed that was his choice to the sacrifice he decided to make for the sake of humanity and he knew he would endure it and so and for us it's like um the choice to change our eating habits choice Mm -hmm. to change our spending habits the choice to give up um some pleasurable desires for the flesh for some spiritual strength Mm -hmm. or spiritual better spiritual connection with god we have to make those choices and so we have to make those choices with that what we're going to give up and so sometimes in the midst of our sacrificing and giving up things and letting things go and trusting god we go through things for the sake of someone else jesus was the sacrifice Mm. and he was beaten so that we can be healed Mm -hmm. and so that's that's challenging to hear and um and i think i explained as best as i can in the sermon like yo i don't don't want that um i don't i don't don't want jesus goes through all this all this pain all this hurt um he dies on the cross and then he comes back and shows his scars and Mm -hmm. i think i said you know I, I would never came back with no scars. I would have came back as Superman, Captain yeah. America, uh, superhero looking strong after I didn't endure mm-hmm. so much and sacrifice so much. But his scars was able to allow him to relate and connect with unbelievers. Yeah. And um, by showing his scars that we so often will not, you know that the whatever the phrase you don't look like what you've been through, mm-hmm. and we really want people to not know what we've been through, so we'll yeah. hide a lot of our of our scars and our pain um through that um do we know where Thomas was what he was doing no he's chilling casino somewhere probably uh but um. i think uh but that's important like this like scars are beautiful. Sierra has a song about that. She talks about like her scars are beauty marks. That's what she calls them. Oh, you don't listen to this here. I'm listening to that blues music. Blues? Yeah, that's what my mama calls. Uh, but I think that's that's important to know that Jesus came back to be relatable. Because if he came back as a superhero, it's not relatable. Right. Um, but to show markings and blemishes i think that's important that's important for us to understand like the level of a sacrifice and and how it shows up mm-hmm. like you talked about like the weight loss shows in those competitions like right. the scars people have are like excess skin or where they did have surgery to remove skin mm-hmm. and like that's that's part of their journey um and their sacrifice to get to where they are cool Thanks for chatting. I don't all have any right. more questions. That's all I have. Do you have? That's all you have? Yeah. Well, thank you, everyone, for joining us today. We appreciate the conversation. Um, thank you, Pastor. Um, continue to check back here and on our website for more content, mtzlife.com. And until then, stay marvelous, fabulous, and blessed. Peace. Peace.